Okay, Shir Shabir Fuash Lema Chaim Levin Arayoel, Eitam Moshe Chaim Benesta, Aram Zemun Bitzipora, Ryan Zivi Baslar Nadar, and for an Eloy Nishama for Chayes Atila Basra Yol Pinchas, Kamishai Ben Reisen Susan Bokhara. Okay, all Holy Israel should have a Fuash Lema. Okay, so we are up to Tes Amad Aleph, Hector Chalavim. So we were discussing yesterday about, we went back, we referenced back the mission in the beginning of the first mission of the Masech, the first mission on Shas, that discussed the three different opinions as to when we can go ahead and say, until when we can say, Kriyash Mashal Arvis. We saw the sheet of Rebbe Lezer, said on Sof HaShemur HaRishon until 10 o'clock, assuming it's a perfect 6 to 6 day. So Ad Sof HaShemur HaRishon until the end of the fourth hour. The Chachavim said until Chatzos, and Rebbe Gamliel said until Los HaShachar. The end of that mission is said, if you look back at the Mishnah very quickly, just to reference, the, the, the mission of Bezim and Aleph went ahead and listed a couple of items that we can go ahead and do until Alos. But really, the Chachamim went ahead and said until Chatzos, because Kedil Harka Gadam But really, make your idea, you can go ahead and do it until Alos, and that was Hector Chalavim. You can go ahead and be mocked or bring the Chalavim overnight, the fats, Vevarim, Mitzvah, and Ashulim, and Shachar. Vechol and Echolin said the Mishnah back in Bezim and Aleph, and all the Karbonos that can be eaten are also until Amur Shachar. But the Chachamim went ahead and instituted a Siog. And said until Chatzos. Now the Gemara picks up over here. So, what's clearly missing from the Mishnah is that it doesn't say that you could eat the carbon Pesach until until uh, Alos, until Alos Shachar, until dawn. Or, we have the following question from Abraisa. Kriyashma, Arvis, Vahalel, Bolele, Psachim. This b'risa goes ahead and it delineates three specific uh, uh, items, mitzvos, that can be done until Alos HaShachar. And they are Kriyashma at night, Halel and Lela Pesach, and Achilas Pesach and eating the carbon Pesach. All are able to be done, you can make the mitzvah, until Amur HaShachar. Isn't this an apparent contradiction? Whereas our Mishnah did not list you can go ahead and eat. It said all other karbanos to the... Mashma to the exclusion of carbon Pesach. If you remember, we discussed based on the the, the Beis Halevi that there's a difference between carbon Pesach and all other carbonos. Carbon Pesach, you have to actually have a mitzvah to eat. Therefore, everyone has to have at least a kazais. But says, uh, but the um, the other kachim just have to be consumed. Everyone can have even a morsel. You can have five thousand participants by other. Uh, Karbanos, but by Karn Pesach is the only one we're obligated to actually eat. You need a Maisachilis, you have to have at least a Kazais. So Karn Pesach is unique in that respect from all other Kachim that have to be consumed, but Karn Pesach has to be done through a Derech Achila, and that is with at least a Kazais. Oh no! So uh, no, it's it's a carbon, special carbon pesach. It's called kachim kalim. We're going to get to that in a second. There, in general, we can just mention it very briefly. There's certain carbonos which are called kachim kalim, and certain kachim kadoshim. So those that are kachim kadoshim, achatas and asham and aola, have to be consumed within the base of mikdash proper, the azara, and can only be consumed by a kohen. Where those parts that can be eaten by a kohen, whereas let's say a a, uh, 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 um, a carbon bechor, a, a pesach, meiser, toda, some shlomim, or kachim kalim, they could be eaten outside of the azara, have to be eaten within Rishalayim, because they have a lesser sanctity level, and also when the Kohen eats it, he can give it to his children, even a nekeva, even to a, to a, a female, but as opposed to kachim kalim, so uh, kachim kadoshim. So carbon pesach is a one of the kachim kalim. But this pesach you can only eat at night? Oh, one second, good, one second. So the Gemara says, so we have the stira, let's get back to the Gemara, you're going to answer your question, in a second. So the Gemara says it seems to be a stira. Our Mishnah does not go ahead and deline- and um, articulate that one can go ahead and eat the Karm Pesach until uh, Alos. And yet we have a brace here that clearly says along with Halal and Lala Pesach 
And Kriya Shema at night, you could also eat the carbon Pesach until Alos. Gemara, Amar of Yosef Lokash. It's not really a question. Why? Two separate opinions. Ha-Rabeliezer ben Azariah, the, the, the Shita that says you can only eat until Chatzos, meaning our Mishnah, which does not say you could eat carbon Pesach until dawn, presumably means you could only eat it until Chatzos and midnight. That is the opinion of Rabeliezer ben Azariah. For Ha-Rabe Kiva, but our Brisa, the, the Brisa that says that you can eat until Alos HaShachar, that is Rabbi Kiva. Now we're going to see the source of the Machlok. Is the Sanya. We know that there's a chiv to go in and eat the carbon Pesach. You should consume and eat the meat, right? Not consume, eat it. That's a maisa achila, unique to carbon Pesach as opposed to other karbanos. On this night, Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah Omer Nemer Khan, by this Pasuk of carbon Pesach, it says, this phrase, by Makas Bechoros, by the tenth plague, it says, Va'avarti be'eretz Mitzrayim balayla hazeh. It says the same two words, balayla hazeh, by makas b'choros, as it does by the chiyuv of eating carbon Pesach. Ma'ala, hold on, listen to this. This is going to be an a, amazing ha'ara made by the Avnei Nezer. Uh, Avnei Nezer, we're going to discuss this, how to apply this to the uh, Seder, the very famous Tanai of the Avnei Nezer. And listen to this limud. Ma'ala, hold on, ad chatzos. Just like by the, car, by the makas b'choros. It was until Chatzos, until Chatzos, meaning because the Pasuk says, at midnight I will go ahead and inflict the 10th Makkah and all of uh, Mitzrayim. Afkan, so to hear when it says, it means Ad Chatzos. What's the obvious question, by the way? Who says by, Kar- by Makkah's Bechoros it means Ad Chatzos? It doesn't mean until midnight. It actually means at midnight, where we, the whole thing we saw with Moshe, he changed it a minute or so, but, right, bachatzos, kachatzos, but it's not until chatzos, HaKadosh Baruch says in that second, I'm going to, so we'll address that in a couple minutes, that Slach asks that, there's a few questions on that. So Amalei Rebbe Kiva, Rebbe Kiva says, whoa, 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 you want to prove from this that you can only eat the carbon Pesach until Chatzos, <clears throat> the night of the 15th. Follow Kvar Nehmar, but doesn't it also say Bechipazon, Pesach Hashem? And the, the end of the Pesach is Pesach Hul Hashem, Bechipazon, in haste you will eat it. And where is the Chipazon? At Chipazon, until, until the hour of haste. When did they leave in haste? The next morning, we know, we discussed this in the past, that at midnight, Paro gave ahead and conceded to Moshan Paro, you are no longer my Avadim, you're an Avadim of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you are free to leave. That's when the Machlokas, is that when the actual Mecheros um, started? Or, everyone agrees that's when it started, but do we go back, is that to consider the critical moment? Or is the critical moment not until they leave the next morning? So Bechipazon means the next morning they left in haste, and it says Bechipazon, so at Shasachipazon says Rabbi Kiva, they're allowed to eat the, the current Pesach until Shasachipazon. When was that? They left in the morning specifically, so they could be Le'ene Kol Mitzrayim, that all of the Mitzrayim can see that B'nai Israel are not leaving like gypsies in the middle of the night, they're sneaking out, but they're going in full force in broad daylight. And since they're able to go ahead and eat the Karm Pesach until Shashri Pazon, daylight, that means until Alos HaShachar. So that's the source of Machlokas. Doesn't mean, Rabbi Yelaz ben Azariah learns it out, just like Makas Bechoros was Ad Chatzos. We'll have to see what Ad Chatzos means. But at midnight, so too, therefore you can only eat the Karm Pesach until Chatzos. Where comes along Rabbi Kivan and says, no, it means Bechi Pazon. They could eat it until Shashri Pazon. And that was the, the next morning. Im Kain. If that's the case, if Rabbi Kiva is going to learn out that you can eat the carbon Pesach until Alosa Shachar, Imkein Matam Alomar Balayla. Why does it say Balayla? It says Balayla Hazeh on this night. So Nechal 
I would have thought, if not for this word, that just like every carbon that you bring in the afternoon, you can eat it that afternoon and the fall and that night. Therefore comes the Pasuk, No, the carbon Pesach is unique. You could only eat the carbon Pesach at night. Even if you bring it with a half hour left until Shkiar Tzeis, you still, you can't eat it. You have to wait until the night. That's the Chilish Okay, so we find that, we see, we have a machlokis between Rabbi Akiv and Rabbi Lezim and Azariah as to the end time when the uh, carbon Pesach can be eaten. Okay, the Gemara says, Bishlam Rabbi Lezim and Azariah, this like Zeira Shava, according to Rabbi Lezim and Azariah, I understand, he learns Balai Lazer from Makas Bechoros, which is Chatzos, to the carbon Pesach, which also can only be in Tochatzos. So therefore, it's Rechel Mechtav Le Hazer, because that's part of Zeira Shava, Balai Lazer, I need the word Hazer. Okay, but who learns and teaches us you can go and eat the carbon pesach until alosa shachar. What what do I learn from this word by Laila Hazer? Hi Hazer, this extra word seems to be superfluous in my ovulate. What does he do with this word? The says, Sometimes we're allowed to go ahead and eat the carbon a carbon for two nights. Day and two nights, or a night and two days. So here <clears throat> so here. Sorry, and uh, um, a, a day, two days and a night in between. Here, it's telling us that you can only eat it at night. You might think just like every other, we know you can only eat at night. The question is, maybe you could eat it two nights, just like other carbonates you could eat for two days. So it says, Balai Lazek comes to teach us only one night. You're limited to one night for the, um, for the carbon Pesach. Correct, no, sir. We're going to get to that in a second. That's the source of no, sir, right? Anything we said, it's a mitzvah sasei. It's a lav sheishba lav anitak that even if you go in and violate it, you go you have a chance to go and do a mitzvah. You don't get malchus for that, right? So we're gonna get to that in a second. So sakataita chamina. I would have thought ho'elu pesach marty. This is for you. Ho'elu pesach kachim kalim shlomim kachim kalim. Since pesach falls into the category of kachim kalim, have a lower sanctity level, and therefore we can learn out from other. Just like a carbon shlamim can be eaten for two days and one night, the night that intervenes between the intervening night between the two days, af pesach, which is only in at night. Maybe I would say I know I can't eat it during the day. Says but just like my regular carbon shlamim, I have two days to eat it. Maybe I would say I have two nights to eat the carbon pesach. I know I can't eat it during the day, but you have two days. By Shlomi, maybe I'll have two nights by the Karm Pesach. Beautiful. By comes to teach us that you can only eat the carbon Pesach for one night. That's why I need Balai Lazer. Now, the, um, same restriction be for um, Pesach Shani? There's no carbon. You, yeah, you know, you know, there's no. There's no carbon. There is. Yeah. What, what, no, one second. What, what, the same. Uh, um, one second. I no, I don't. No, no. The, no the, we bring the carbon. No, you bring the carbon. Um, I I don't know. I don't know. To be honest, I don't know the if the same halachas apply. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. I'll get back to you on that though. I I don't know what the halachas of Pesach Shani. What? 
Well, no, I mean, one time out. Clearly, you're not going to be able to eat it for two nights. You could only eat it one night. That's for sure. You could only eat it for one night. It wouldn't be that you could eat it more than more than. Ed, it would never be you could eat it more than that. If all the same halachas apply, I'm not sure, but you could certainly not eat it more than one night. The carbon pesach sheni. Okay, Rabbi Lazar ben Azaria. Where does Rabbi Lazar ben Azaria know that you can only? What does Balayla Hazak come to teach us? How do I know that you 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 cannot eat the carbon pesach for two nights? To answer your question, by the way, there's no way that the carbon pesach sheni can you can eat for more than one night. That's for sure. If all the same halachas apply, I'm not exactly sure, but for sure you can't eat it a second night. So now, Rabbi Lazar ben Azaria, where does he know the concept of? Of uh, that you can only eat it one night and not two nights because it says milos sirad boker you can't go ahead and leave it off. That's what Alan was saying. There's a, there's a isra of nosar. You're not allowed to leave it over for another night. So that's that's how he learns out that you cannot um, eat it for two nights. So Rabbi Kiva ime hasam. Let me ask you a question. If he's going to learn the pasuk, Rabbi Kiva is going to say you can only learn it from one night from over there. How do I know? Havamina my boker. So let me ask you a question. So we just said that according to Rabbi Lazar ben Azaria, he knows that you can only eat it for one night because it says halayla hazeh. Rabbi Kiva says halayla hazeh. Rabbi Lazar says because there's an isr nosar. Rabbi Kiva, why doesn't he learn it out milosa sirad boker? Maybe he should learn out that you can only have it from one night because there's an isr nosar. It says the second it's left over into the day at boker, you have to burn it. He says no. Ime also havamina my boker boker sheni. It could just means when it says boker that you have an iser nosar. If you leave it over to the morning, who says it's after the first morning? Maybe it could still be after the second morning. Therefore, he needs to learn balayla hazeh. Because it says boker twice in the pasuk. Okay, and then Rabbi Lazar says amalok. So if that's the case, you learn now from from losimim boker. Why does Rabbi Lazar say? What is he going to do with the second boker? He says no. And when it says boker, it has to be more than the first. Every time it says boker, it's referring to the first boker. And therefore, <clears throat> if it's referring to the first boker, I don't need I won't, don't need Halayla Zeth to teach us that you can't go ahead and leave it for a second morning. I know you're only allowed, allowed to eat it for one day. Bottom line is as follows. <clears throat> there is a machlokas we brought in for those who came late. The Mishnah on the Daf Beis discusses all other instances where the mitzvah is technically until dawn, but the Chachamim came and said until Chatzos to institute a Harchaka, a Siyag, to go ahead, and so we distance ourselves. The Mishnah also gave a couple examples. Hector Chalavim, it gave some examples where we can go ahead and do Achilas um, Kachim until the next morning. It did not mention Achilas Pesach, Karben Pesach. And we have a Brisa that says you can go ahead and eat Karben Pesach until the morning. So what, that's the stira. It's not a stira. It's two separate opinions. Our Mishnah, which says you can only eat until Chatzos, by the fact that it doesn't say you can eat Karben Pesach until Los, means you can only eat Karben Pesach until midnight, is the opinion of Rabbi Kiva. So, Elizabeth ben Azaria. And Rabbi Kiva is like, our price that says you could eat the Karm Pesach until, until Elosa Shachar. Now, let me ask you a question. If this is all Hilchas al this doesn't apply to us today. What, what's so important about this? Why is it important to know until when you can eat the Karm Pesach? It's not Nogea today. We don't have a base of Megdash, we don't, we don't bring Karbanos. Why is it important? What? Not yet. Not yet. But what's, what is the practical application? What do we eat today? Afikoman. It is very relevant today, right? We have the afikoman. So until what time <clears throat> we can eat it? Oh, so until what time can we eat it? So this machlokas actually has tremendous, tremendous um, implications today for our seder. So first of all, it should be no question as to who we paskin like, because we have halacha that every time, any time Rabbi Akiva it has a machlokas with chaverav, the halacha is like Rabbi Akiva. We also know. We're going to bring now, in, in a couple minutes, I just want to get to this point first, a lot to discuss today. The Gemara is also going to discuss that this Machlokas, Rabbi Kiva, and Rabbi Lezabin Azariah, is also Machlokas between Rabbi Yeshua 
and Rabbi Lezer. And there's also Rabbi, Rabbi Shua, <coughs> Paskins like, like Rabbi, uh, Rabbi, holds like Rabbi Kiva. In fact, Rabbi Kiva is Rabbi Shua's Talmud. So it makes sense. Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Shua are aligned. And Rabbi Lezer is like Rabbi Lezer ben Azariah. So we also know, besides the fact, anytime Rabbi Kiva argues with anyone, halakha Rabbi Kiva. We also know that Rabbi Lezer was Shamusi. Rabbi Lezer was in Cherem his whole life. And he was also, by the way, one of the Rabbeim from, from Rabbi Kiva. He was Beishamai. Good. He was a Shamusi. He was in Cherem. So we definitely don't pass him like him. So both, we have a reason to pass him like Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Kiva. And they both say that mitzvah son ach, yalim a shachar. So how do we act, actually pass him? So if, at first glance, clearly from both Machlokasim, we should hold that you can go to Alosa shachar. So the Rambam actually says, in the Karban Pesach, says, Sheena Pesach Nechal Ela Ad Chatzos, Kedela Harchik Min Havera. Really, you should go ahead and eat the Karim Pesach before Chatzos. But in Torah, you can actually eat it until dawn, which makes sense, because that's we Paskin like Rabbi Kiva, and we Paskin like Rabbi Shua. In fact, this is the Shulchan Aruch Paskins as well. But he throws in, as does the Mishnah Bruah, do your best to go ahead and eat it before midnight. Says the Mishnah Bruah the same thing. And the Gra asks the obvious, the Vilna asks the obvious question of Mishnah Bura, what do you mean that's the halacha? It's not the halacha, he says. What he means, means is lechatchila, go ahead and eat it by chatzos, but really, make your din, we're allowed to go ahead and eat the Karn Pesach until alos. Now. Doesn't the Haggadah <coughs> kind of imply that with Rabbi Akiva being at, in B'nai Brak with the other Rabbi? So that's Kriya Shema. Yeah, that's a little bit different, but <coughs> that's what Sipur says, that's But yeah. So. We have the famous Tanai of the Avnezer. The Avnezer was uh, Shmuel Bornstein, who was born as a Sakhachav Arevi. Um, he wrote a Sefer for the Avnezer, and he's very well, obviously very well known. We quoted his son, the Shem Shmuel, a few times. Avnezer has a very, very famous Tanai. We all have the problem. When I was younger growing up, we always would talk the next morning what time did your Seder end? What time did your Seder beat your chest? Mine lasted 10 minutes longer than yours. We're obviously holier than you. But the truth is, we have a problem. <clears throat> You're not really supposed to go past Chatos. So we know Ein maftir nachar pesach afikoman. Ein maftir nachar pesach afikoman. We know that you're not supposed to eat afikoman past chatzos. So this is a problem. A lot of it's been said that Rav Chaim Kanievsky said that everyone shouldn't be so holy. That what, what the what the chachamim put as the matbei of the gada is enough. Um, rumor has it that his uh, his magid magid was only a half hour. He said exactly what was in the gada and no more. But we always entice our children. We give them candy. Tell us. Tell us every Dvar Torah that you learned, and a Sadarim go well past, uh, well past Chatzos. But what do we do now when Chatzos is approaching, and we have not yet eaten, and we want to eat more, we want to continue the Seder? Says the Avnei Nezer, this is very well known, the Avnei Nezer says we should make the following Tanai. It's known as the Tanai of the Avnei Nezer, the deal of the Avnei, the, the, the deal that we make, the condition that we make of the Avnei Nezer. And he says as follows, if it's close to Chatzos, take a Kezayis of Matzah, says the Avnei Nezer, and have in mind as follows. If the halacha is like Rebbe Lezer ben Azariah, this should be my afikoman. We'll see after how this helps. This should be the afikoman. And if it's not, if halacha is like Rebbe Akiva and Rebbe Shua, then this should be just a regular matzah and I'll finish my, I'll eat afikoman later on. How does this help? His chiddush is as follows. That the iser, listen carefully, the iser to eat, ein maftir and achar pesach afikoman, that we should have no taste in our mouth after the afikoman only applies as long as the obligation to eat afikoman applies. So assuming, let's just say, chatzos is 12 o'clock, if you can't eat, once you eat the afikoman at 11.45, you can't eat anything past 12 o'clock. 12.01, once the obligation to eat the afikoman falls off, that rule of ein maftir and achar pesach afikoman, that you can't eat anything after the afikoman, falls by the wayside. Again, we're under the assumption 
that we have to go to sleep with the Tom Matzah B'fiv, that we have to go to sleep with the taste of matzah in our mouth. So if we finish at, at 2 o'clock, we can't have anything till we wake up the next morning. That's not what he says. He says the, uh, the, the Isser or the prohibition that to go ahead and eat anything after the Afikoman is only as long as the obligation of the Afikoman exists. If you assume that 12 o'clock Ad Chatzos, then that obligation no longer exists at 12.01. Everyone good with that? Where did he learn this from? So this is unbelievable. What's the source? So that, so that Slach, the Nodri Huda, Cheskalando asked the following question. Remember we said before, what was Rabbi Lezer ben Azariah's limud? How do I know that I could only eat the carbon Pesach until Chatzos? Because it says, Vavarti balayla hazeh, Chatzos I'm, right, I'm going to, balayla hazeh, sorry. I'm going to go ahead, says the Gosh and pass over all the Mitzrim and inflict the Makas Mechoros. And he says it must be by Lailaza, by Lailaza, it must just like that was Ad Chatzos. This also must be Ad Chatzos. What do you mean the Makabhor was Ad Chatzos? It was until Chatzos. Kosh Baruch Hu did it that second. It was, it was a one moment thing. Boom. Kosh Baruch Hu breathed his breath, breath of the Malachamavis, came, swooped over all the homes, and they were dead. What does it mean, Ad Chatzos? So the Tzlach says it can't mean that our obligation is to eat the, the Afikoman. At Chatzos. It's impossible to eat a Kazai, especially if you have the Chazonisha sheet, uh, uh, Shirim. You can't eat it in one second. So he says it as follows If the myth, real mitzvah is at Chatzos, but just not possible, at least have the Ta Matzah in your mouth. That's the closest thing we can do. You have the taste of the Matzah in your mouth. But once the obligation passes, it's no longer. Right? It can't be that the obligation, it doesn't say in the Torah, go ahead and don't eat anything after Lafikoman. Nowhere in the Torah does it say that. He learned it from this, from this Kazer Shava, from the Makas Bechoros. Makas Bechoros happened at that one second. So how could it be that we have to eat? Elamai. It must be that you have to have the taste in your mouth. It's the next best thing you can do to fulfill that chiyuf to go ahead and eat the Karim Pesa, or, or in our days, Lafikoman, at Chatzos. So once that time passes, you, the obligation is no longer there anymore. So you can eat anything, so you can eat anything after you want. That's the Tanai of the Avni Nezer, very well known. So if you eat, if you eat after you come in at 11.30, you can't eat anything until 12. Assuming that 12 o'clock is chatzos. Yeah. Correct. So you shouldn't eat anything after that, correct. But then after chatzos, you can. Because it's you can have all those parv cheesecakes you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's the Tanai. That's the Tanai. In other words, <clears throat> the Rambam, the Shulchan Aruch, the Mishnaburah all say... Me'ikar adin, really the, the actual halacha is until, until alos. But we should be choshesh, we should be suspect for the opinion of the chachamim, in this case, Releza ibn to only eat until chatzos. So with that in mind, we, we, he says, make the tonight. If it's 11.45 now and you have a long way to go, <clears throat> you certainly don't want it. Your wife cooked a long time. You don't want to go ahead and rush the meal and insult her. So you plan and go till 2 o'clock. It's 11.45 now. What do I do? So I take Xayi Samatza. And I say that if this is the halacha, that we only can eat um, uh, the afikoman until chatzos, let this be my afikoman. And then for the next 10 minutes, don't eat anything. You can talk, but don't eat anything. <clears throat> this is what he suggests. This is what the Avni Nezer suggests. Yeah, he suggests halach lamaisa. You're not really changing anything. You're just having in mind that this way you get out of the problem. And he says, and if the halach is really like Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yeshua, that you can eat until dawn, so this is just a kazai matzah. But either way, you're getting out of it, because it's chiddush is that the obligation that you can't have anything after Afikomen is not until chatzo, uh, not until alos, but it's just until midnight. Once 12 and 1 passes, you're in the clear. Yeah, okay. Let, let's go on. The Gemara continues now. So they're going to say, this machlokas of, this machlokas of, 
Rabbi Lezer ben Azariah and Rabbi Kiva is really in similar machlokas amongst other two Tanoim. We just, I give you a coming attraction, Kahani Tanoi, Desanya, Shom Tizbach as a Pesach Be'erev, Kivo HaShemesh Moed Seischom Mitzrayim. The Pasuk says there, you go ahead and bring the car in Pesach Be'erev, what's Be'erev? In the afternoon, when the sun starts to descend, Kivo HaShemesh when it is already shkia, it's already nighttime. Mo it says Mitzrayim. When you leave Mitzrayim, so the three separate time zones, three different time periods mentioned in this in this pasuk. Very confusing. How do you go ahead and touch? How do you interpret all three of these different times? Rabbi Lezer Omer Ba'erev refers to Atazovech in the afternoon, meaning after Chatzos, when the sun is on its descent, you go ahead and you mock with the carbon. You bring the carbon Pesach. Let's talk about the 14th of, of, of Nisan. Uchavoa Shemesh, when it gets dark. Ata'ochel, you go ahead and start to eat it. And the last one, Moed Seischa Mitzrayim, in the morning when you leave Mitzrayim, which is the morning, Atasoreth, you have to go ahead and burn it. That's the Nosar. That's the Nosar. Rabbi Le- Yeshua says no. He says, He agrees with Rabbi Lezer as far as the first one. Be'erev means you have to bring the carbon. You bring the carbon in the afternoon. Kivo Hashemesh, when it gets dark, Ata'ocha, you eat it. So far, they're in a total agreement. V'ad masay ata'ocha v'olech, not when do you burn it, but until when can you go ahead and eat the Karim Pesach? Until you leave the next morning. So here's the machlokas, the same machlokas. Until when can you go ahead, until when can you go ahead and eat the Karim Pesach? Now, just for you to know, no one would say that you do, even though Nosar starts the next morning, no one would say you can burn the Nosar on Yontif. We know that you can't burn um, Truma, and, uh, uh, you can't, you have to wait until the first day Cholomoyed. So even though the Chi of the obligation on Nosar sets in the first morning of, you'd have to wait until Cholomoyed. In any event, says Rav Abba, we're going to do an amazing topic in a minute, that when they were eventually redeemed, no nigalu ela be'erev. It actually started at night, right? The Pasuk says, Vayishlach power, Vayikro the Moshe Aaron lie lie calls them at night, and he says, Kumutsu, that's the famous Pasuk, he says, get out of here. So that happened at night. And the Medrash says, that he told the Bnei Israel, you're Avadim to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you're no longer Avadim. Shinemar, Hotziach HaShem Mitzrayim Laila, HaKadosh Baruch Hu took us out at night. Uchshiyotsu layotsu yom. The actual emancipation and liberation, the proclamation of Pyro started at night. But the actual physical exodus didn't happen until the next morning. So what are they arguing on? Everyone agrees that they left, that the, at the uh, Yitzhia started at night. What is considered the time of haste? It's when we left in haste from Mitzrayim, meaning that's at the time that, B'nai, that Mitzrayim wanted to chase us out. They said, get out of here. Power said, you're no longer my, my, my slaves. Get out of here. So that's why we go ahead and we eat it until Chatzos, because it happened at night. Rabbi Akiva Savar, no, my chipazon, chipazon disral. It was referring to our chipazon, that we wanted to leave in haste. Okay, Tanya Mihachi, Hotsia Chashem Lusraim, Laila, Bechivalali Yatsu, was it really that night that Benesra left? Velo Yatsu Elabayom, we just said that they left into the, uh, in everyone's clear eyesight. They left during the day. Shnemi, Machwas Apesach, Yatsu Benesra, Biyad Rama, Elamilam, Chitchil, Elham Gulam, Erev. So Malhokis is what defines the actual time of Yitzia. Is it the night when the, when the process started, or was it the physical Yitzia? On that topic, here's an amazing uh, uh, episode in the Chumash that we can discuss a little more in depth. Really fascinating. Kodesh Baruch Hu tells them right before they leave, He tells Moshe, please go ahead and tell B'nai Israel, and the Pasuk continues, uh, it's a very important Pasuk because of the very critical word here, we have our Hebrew grammarian here who's going to explain to us what the word means, but and it says, Kodesh Baruch Hu tells Moshe, speak please, we're going to see why it says please, a fascinating um, Ha'ara by Zalman Saratskin, we're going to see in a minute. 
says, Please speak to Bnei Yisrael, says the Pasuk, and that everyone, what's Vishalu? Two possibilities, either borrow or request, right? They should request from the Mitzrim, uh, that's the Pasuk. Please ask all the, uh, your, your neighbors to give them, to empty their homes of all their silver, all their gold, and give it to you before you leave. So, when it says no, when Kashbarko says to Moshe, please, Daber, no, please speak, it's a request. Kashbarko says as follows I plead with you, I am asking you. Please ask B'nai Israel, please. Please ask him for all the material wealth. Who's Otso Atzadik? Avram Avinu, Avram Avinu should not have a taina me, should not have a complaint against me. Says the Kaddish Baruch Hu, he's no larger complaint. Va'avodim by the by the bris ben Absarim, the Kaddish Baruch Hu promises va'avodim vi'inu osam, they will be um, enslaved, they will be tormented, they will be tortured. Kiyem b'hem, Kaddish Baruch Hu, you had that one down pat. Two hundred and ten years we were slaves. That one you are no problem fulfilling. But you also promised me v'achrikin yetsu v'chosh gadol. And you also promise them when they finally leave, they will leave with a great Yerusha, with a great amount of physical wealth. And if you didn't go ahead, and Akash Baruch Hu, and tell Moshe, if you don't go ahead and ask B'nai Yisrael to go ahead and take all of the, the, the loot from its rhyme, Avram is going to have a tie on me. Oh, the first part of the Pasuk, you'll be enslaved and they'll be tormented, that you fulfilled with flying colors. But if you're not going to leave them with any material wealth on the left, you didn't fulfill the second part of the Pasuk. So, what happens? Amrulo, B'nai Yisrael comes back to motion and says, We're willing to forego that. We, we don't need, let's just get out of here now. We don't want to wait an extra six, seven hours to go amass all the silver. We're ready to go. That's why you have to say, please, because B'nai Yisrael were, were jumping at the skin. They wanted to get out already. So, what is this comparable? Someone who was in prison. And then the warden comes and says, Guess what? You're ready to be uh, to be free. Motzi and Machar We're gonna let you go tomorrow. You have one more night to stay in the slammer. But and And if you stay the extra night, we're gonna give you lots of money to spend on the first day out. Omerlem, listen, warden, keep your money, keep your promises. I'm getting out of here. I don't want to even stay here at all. Now. I'm just going to finish this, and then we're going to discuss this for a couple minutes. Very quickly, Vayashilum, what does Vayashilum mean? And he asked to go ahead and to, they said, to borrow. Does it mean borrow, or does it mean to ask? When the Kaddish Baruch Hu said, Tel Vayashilum, to borrow, Sha'al, can either be a Sho'el, right? we have a, types of different Shomrim, we have a Shomer Sacher, Shomer Chinam, and we have a Sho'el. Sho'el is a borrower, it means to borrow, but Sho'el also means to ask, to request. So were they borrowing it, or were they asking for it, and basically taking it by force? Critical to this question is, what did Pyro actually think B'nai Israel's plans were? Remember, what was Moshe's original request? Three days. Three days. So Pyro may have been under the assumption, as were the Mitzrim, they're borrowing it. They're going to give, give kabbanos to the Shem. Uh, who knows, they, they need silver, but they're coming back. That would be borrow. Asking would be, if in no intention of coming back, were they duping? Were they duping the mitzvim? So we'll see that in a minute. Fascinating uh, topic. No, shula means actually they asked, meaning bar karcham. It wasn't a request to borrow; they were taking it. Some say it was against the will, uh, against the will of 
of um, of uh, Bnei Israel that they didn't want to take it. Some says against the will of of the Mitzrim. What would be the reasons? What's the reasons? Because it says, what would be the reason for um, the Mitzrim not wanting to to give it up? Obviously, meaning that. Um, They'll only take the when when it says that you'll divide the ludi, it would be with the assumption the shalal against the will of the mitzvah. The pasuk and tehillim says that they're not going to give it willingly. Techalik shalal shalal is usually loot that someone doesn't give willingly. It's usually to to the uh, victor belongs the spoils. Those who say that the Bnei Israel didn't want to do it Mishum so no, simply because it was a very heavy, would have been a burden. Some sofa says they would have been wor- working their, their cattle very hard and schlepping on Shabbos, which is an Isser. But whatever reason, it's a big burden uh, physically to go ahead and carry all this loot. Before we get to, okay, the last line, they went in and took advantage, they emptied out Mitzrayim. What does it mean? They cleared out Mitzrayim from all the wealth, just like one clears out a, uh, a, a net uh, a, a bird's net from all of the uh, the dog. In other words, you try to trap a bird, you put food in there. No, they made it like a, uh, a a river that was completely devoid of their fish. Basically, they completely took everything that was not mounted to the floor. They took with them, and that is the analogy. And that is the analogy of leaving Mitzrayim in that in with without their material wealth. The obvious question is: Let's just we can close the Gemara. We're not going to do any more Gemara right now. We're just in the next five minutes discuss this topic. Hashem's instruction at this point is certainly somewhat troubling, right? Because Baruch they're on the precipice of leaving. They're on 49 levels of Toma, and they're about to start a spiritual journey, right? They're about to start a spiritual journey, and he says the first thing you have to do is collect wealth. It, it, they should be on a religious search, right? Uh, a spiritual quest. It sounds kind of perplexing why Kodesh Baruch would ask. Furthermore, this notion of of obtaining material wealth was woven into the fabric years early. We just said by the bris ben Abisarim. Even by the burning bush, right? By the, by the snare, the Pasuk says there, Gadosh tells Moshe, when you eventually go ahead and take Menes route, you're going to ask from your neighbors, you're going to take class, clay kesef, clay zav, silver and gold, you're going to go ahead and uh, completely um, empty out Mitzrayim, empty out the cupboards. And to further complicate issues, why does he use the word Daber No? Why does he say here, please speak? When does Akash Baruch Hu ever tell Moshe, says Darbel Ben Yisrael, what's this No? Why does it say please? So a lot of questions. So this Gemara obviously discusses this, this thing here, and he says this Oso Tzadik is going to have problems. Even if it wasn't for, let's just answer question number one. It's interesting, this Gemara says that if not for the fact that Kadosh Baruch was going to be nervous that Avram would lodge a complaint, Klap Ishmael, Kibiyachal, he would complain against the Kadosh Baruch you promised Hashem wouldn't have had to, We already learned this. Anything Kadosh Baruch says, he has to do. We already learned this. So the Vilna Gon says something amazing. says that the actual, there's a medrash in the Sher Shirim that says that the, the, the looty, the boot, the spoils, whatever you want to call it, the booty, the loot, yeah, and the spoils, um, from the um, Kriyas Yamsuf was actually much, much more valuable than all the, the loot they took out of Mitzrayim because some was locked in Paro's chambers and when they took brought all the chariots, it was a show of force. So the Gros says the Kodesh Baruch Hu would have, fil- fil- would have fulfilled this promise anyway with all of the, uh, with all of the, uh, the gold and silver that was found at Kriyas Yamsuf. But he didn't want Avram, even for those seven days, to go have, have any tainas. Okay, there's a famous Gemara 
which is amazing. Let me read this Gemara to you. It's, obviously, the Chachamim were bothered by this question of why Kaddish Baruch Hu forced them to take wealth. It's so counterintuitive and so antithetical to what we are as we're, we're spiritual beings much more than we are Gashmi beings in Yadis. So, this Gemara says, listen to this Gemara in Sanhedrin. The Gemara there in Sanhedrin talks about all these cases that they came before Alexander the Great of Macedonia and they, Tainus, they came to his court, have, have complaints against the Yidin. One of them was as follows. And they said to him, these, these people came to Alexander, you guys went ahead and robbed us clean. We want now to have reparations. We want to be paid back. That's what they went ahead and said. It says, the pastor clearly says that you guys went in the middle of the night and you cleared out our cupboards. You took everything we have. Okay, it's years later. Pay us back now. Pay for, pay for the labor. Oh, thank you. So you should have been an attorney. Gavia ben Pesisa says, Gavia ben Pesisa says, you bring a riot against me from the Torah, I'm going to bring a riot to you as well. What does he say? Afani lechem raya elemen Torah. And says, you want to be paid back? This was earned labor, as Jack said. We worked for 210 years, 600,000 men. Do the math, do the math, do the math. You owe us a lot more than you gave us. But the fact that this Gemara was brought up shows that the Chaman were grappling with this. And they were saying it wasn't that Hashem took it, it's that they earned it. And it was, it was their due... It was their due, uh, it was due to them based on the amount of work that they did. Now, the Ibn Ezra, by the way, in this Pasuk of, by the burning bush, says, don't ask any kashas. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's his, he says, everything belongs to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, his exact lashon is, ve'ain tam lisho lama ki Hashem bara, hakol, you can't ask questions on HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you can't ask kashas. Ki Hashem bara, hakol vu nasan, osher lemishiyetz, HaKadosh Baruch Hu can go ahead and redistribute the wealth as he sees fit. Don't ask a question, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave to the Mitzrayim, then he's found. It's not evil, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, everything belongs to him. But, obviously some are not willing just to go ahead and dilute this and just say it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu. trying to give a reason for it. So the question is, we asked before, what does Vayishalu mean? So it doesn't mean that there, there are many, Rabbeinu Hanana, Rabbeinu Bachia, who do not believe that B'nai Israel, HaKadosh Baruch Hu instructed B'nai Israel to cheat and lie. He wasn't saying to borrow, to give the impression that we're going to bring it back. Rather, he was straight up honest, we're taking it, that's what it is. But there's something amazing here. The Rosh Saran, it's also brought by the, the Nitziv, his Emek Sheila, says as follows. He says, this is all part of the master plan. This is brilliant. He says, B'nai Yisrael actually intended to, 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 to lie to a certain extent, to give the impression that it's going to be three days. Why? Because this would give reason for the Mitzrim to chase after the Jews. Nitziv says, as is Rosh Saran years before, says this was all part of the master plan that they have a rendezvous at Kriyas Yamstuf to drown. If the, Mitzri- if the Jews never took the spoils, and the Mitzvah would say, okay, they left. But they left and they have all of our goat. We lost our slaves and we lost all of our wealth. Let's go chase them. And this was a midah kenegin midah, because they went in and drowned every child, says the Drosh Saran. HaKadosh Baruch was given midah kenegin midah. And the only way to ensure that every single mitzvah would come to Kriyas Yamsuf to have that rendezvous with God, was to, because they stole, they thought they were, they were getting their, their gold and silver back. So this was all part of the master plan. So it was with a little bit of, of uh, false intent, chicanery, yeah, trick, and, uh, to, be, to make sure that they go ahead and come to the Yamsuf. Otherwise, who said they would have chased them? They gave up the slaves, they gave up the slaves. Now, one thing, by the way, the Klayaka, and one last point. I'm gonna, the whole point they had to chase them was to get 
they came three days later because they expected... The three days, one day, and then they traveled three days. Correct, on the seventh day, correct. La- last point, that's amazing. By the way, the Klayaka just says that the reason they, they deserved it because when you're starting a nation, you want to go ahead and come out with, with pride. They, they earned it was to give them a little bit of, uh, of pride before they left, um, so they deserve that money. I want to say one point that's amazing. It's, so, it's a beautiful insight. It says Rav Zalman Sarotskin. You know why it says no? But you know, like this. Because um, what's a modern-day application? The Holocaust. My grandmother, she's living well, was 95 and a half. There's always an argument raging amongst the Holocaust survivors. Do we take reparations? Do we go ahead and say, this is, he says in his nine letter, says Rav Sarotskin, modern-day application of this daber no. Because there are those people who say, you think we want to wipe their conscience clean? You think by them giving us a few hundred dollars a month? Begins. Oh, what? Oh, you think that, oh, they're, they're going to hold up hands? We did tshuva, we did kapara. And there are those who say, no, at the very least, let them give us a little bit of money. That was the exact same thing that was happening. Da berna. There'll be many people who don't want to take the reparations from the mitzvah, says Rotskin. That's why Kodesh Baruch says, no, appeal to them, because I need this to happen so that Oso Tzadik doesn't yell at me. Avram Avinu. So he says that's a modern-day application. What an insight, because it's so true. I had a conversation with my grandmother many times. But there are those on both sides of the camp, and that's a modern-day application. So we see it's a living Torah, unfortunately, but, uh, but it came true fruition years and years later. Have an amazing day. We'll pick everyone up next week. Oh, beautiful.